We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app hello fellow patriots greetings welcome salutations and hump day alohas to you as we enter the fourth and final hour of the program for this wednesday uh, it is the uh, bonus hour, and as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation today. Just grab the phone and call me. Use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800-347-1063, or the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number, 71307. You may be aware on Sunday, the DNI, the Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, defended his decision to scale back in-person briefings to lawmakers on Capitol Hill on election security. It was on Sunday Morning Futures and said within minutes of one of those briefings ending, a member of Congress went to a number of different outlets and leaked classified information for political purposes to create a narrative that simply isn't true, that somehow Russia is a greater national security threat than China. And joining me now to talk about this ongoing issue is Paul Rosenzweig. He is the resident senior fellow for national security and cybersecurity at rstreet.org. He is also a teacher at the uh, George Washington University School of Law and previously was deputy assistant secretary for policy at DHS. Paul, how are you this evening? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Hey, was that the theme song for the uh, for uh, John Adams TV show that you intro with? Wow. Uh, Paul, you get additional style points for your appearance on the program today. Well, thank, thanks a lot. That, I, it's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. <laughs> and and, it brought back and, great memories. Yeah, it does indeed. And uh, the uh, the stirring patriotic music of the composer Rob Wayne. In fact, we use that as the uh, intro music uh, every hour in the show. Uh, speaking of being unpatriotic, it appears that even more so than usual, and, and you know better than I, Paul, we've, we've seen examples of this uh, in the past, but it seems as if now uh, that the Hill is has more leaks than the Titanic. Well, I, that's true, but, you know, i got to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's not one I like because, you know, that's been true for the last 50 years. Right. We elect them. You know, I, I mean, the right answer is is to punish them if they, you know, for leaking classified information, right. to limit their particular access. If you, I mean, sounds like, from what I heard from Radcliffe, sounds like he thought there was a particular person. Call him out by name, whoever that is, and say, you know, Representative Smith is the guy. 
and he's not getting any more briefings because he can't keep a secret. I think that would be totally appropriate. But yeah, I'm a little troubled by by you know one bad apple spoiling the bunch. We we don't like that. You know, when when we talk about other people, it's not true of Congress either. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair point to make. I'm I'm curious, well, with with your background, because I was I was looking over your bio earlier. A bachelor's degree in chemistry from Haverford College, master's in chemical oceanography from the Scripps Institution there in uh, San Diego, and then a law degree from the University of Chicago. That's a pretty eclectic background uh, for uh, a man who ends up as an expert on national security and cybersecurity. How's, how's that come about? Well, you know, my, my wife says it's because I can't make up my mind, but, uh, <laughs> the, you know, uh, the the national security part was really uh, formative from uh, from 9/11. I, I lost three friends that day, and that uh, really transformed my own personal commitment to uh, the security of the nation. Understood. I dabbled in it a bit on the sidelines of some of the criminal law I was doing, but after that, I thought that it was really important to to well to sign up and, and, and do what's right for the country. So, so that was the transformative moment for me. Well, good for you. Uh, and, and the area of cybersecurity uh, has become more and more important uh, here in the 21st century. It's taken over. Uh, it, it has an overarching impact on our national defense and uh, on the ability of our intelligence agencies to do their job appropriately. On the ability of our intelligence agencies, on the ability of our government, on the on our economy, right now, uh, secure cyber systems probably undergird about 25 to 30 percent of the economy. I mean, nobody knows exactly for sure, mm-hmm. and it's everything from the security of our intelligence communications to the fact that Zoom is is on everybody's computer these days as they try and talk to people in person because they can't see them because uh, of the pandemic. It is amazing how dependent we've become on electronic uh, communication systems. And it's also amazing how horribly vulnerable they are to malicious actors. Yeah. And and even uh, average Americans uh, in their everyday life, I I see people posting all over social media information and and data about their lives uh, that they perhaps are not even realizing can be used against them. I think that's absolutely right. I when I, when I teach, um, you know, I I try and tell people uh, not to say anything on social media that they wouldn't say, you know, out loud in church or out loud in a in a restaurant. Right. Lots of people who can overhear it. You know, you you there is very little remaining practical privacy in social media and anything you say there is ultimately a fodder for your worst enemy and and that may be you know you know your uh, your your evil neighbor or it may be or it may be a bad government but either way it's fodder for them yeah no question uh, we we live in a, an environment i mean you step out the door of your house and essentially uh, you can eradicate uh, any sense of privacy in the public domain anymore, right? Well, I think that's right. And, and it's really a per- it's because of the pervasive nature of the connections in that domain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just 
it's not just your mother and father and sister and brother that you're connected to, but everybody they're connected to. Right. Uh, one of my friends who, who works for the used to work for the CIA says it's as if the most sociopathic person you know was your next door neighbor. <laughs> they aren't in your community in South Carolina, but right. on the internet, they're right next door. Yeah. You know, a, a friend of mine a long time ago always said, especially in terms of what you're posting, uh, always used to say count to 10 before you hit send. And, and, and maybe that's even more important these days than ever. I, I think that's absolutely right. Um, particularly since with the development of uh, data analytical programs, pretty much everything you put on social media can be used to characterize you and categorize you. Right. And prejudge you. Uh, now, it may be true, right, that we can learn something by the fact that you're listening to your program. Right. Uh, your, the people who listen to you are different from the people who, I don't know, listen to uh, pick an opposite program in your uh, area. NPR. Uh, NPR. Uh, but you, but, but I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be judged in advance on that. Right. I don't want people to come to the, to the, to the discussion with a preconception that, uh, that I'm always at one way any more than frankly, we should, we should have those preconceptions about people who listen to NPR. Sure. Right. I mean, right. that's not what conversation is about. Yeah, it is about uh, the, the free exchange of information and, 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 and hopefully uh, learning and, and growing as part of the process. What, what we're seeing now uh, going on uh, in, uh, in communist China, and we're, we're talking uh, this afternoon with uh, Paul Rosenzweig. He is a senior fellow for national security and cybersecurity at rstreet.org and teaches at George Washington Law School. Uh, what's going on in, uh, in communist China, Paul, with the, the social scoring uh, where you are oh. restricted from travel and, and so many other things, if your social score is not correct, uh, that, that's a pretty frightening prospect. It, it, it is a frightening prospect, and it's a reality. They marry big data to facial recognition, so you can't go anywhere without anybody tracking you. And Scary. then they give you a social score, and it's, and it's not just a social score about you know, whether or not you robbed a bank, which should be scored. Sure. But it's a social score about whether or not you jaywalk. It's a social score about whether or not you say nice enough things about President Xi mm-hmm. or bad things or your neighbors report that you say bad things about President Xi. It's a social score about whether or not you come from a poor family or a rich family uh, or a medium to do family. It's a social score about whether or not you've said nice things about America, which is which counts against you in China. Right. Uh, this is this is the way of totalitarianism and it is jump started, it is empowered by the collection of information on Chinese social media. That's one of the reasons why uh, the the administration is is so uh, strong against Chinese social media companies like TikTok. Right. Uh, it's bad enough. I mean, Facebook is bad enough, but at least it's a privately held American company. And mm-hmm. and no matter how bad you think that they are, you know, if they, they don't like give their information willy nilly to the U.S. government and give you a social score that they share with the administration. Yeah. And what's going on? in 
Why yeah, and exactly, because what's going on in China uh, strikes me as nothing more than high-tech tyranny. It, it is. It is. Actually, I, I, I would phrase it as low-tech tyranny, super-empowered <laughs> by high-tech means. Well, it's yeah. the same tyranny that they've had in, in communist China since 1949. It's just now got better uh, ways of targeting dissidents and crushing them. Boy, I'm, I'm telling you, the uh, the intersection of privacy and security and tech policy uh, is going to be uh, an ongoing and I think uh, more and more in-our-face issue as we go forward. Um, I think that's absolutely right. I think, you know, for, for uh, your listeners, uh, I, I think that the thing that they should think about is what is the nature of what I present to the public on electronic means, mm-hmm. right? And realize that electronic systems are forever. There is no, uh, there is no magic delete button. Right. If you say it, even if you delete it, it's still there. And so really the question for you is very much, would you do this at, at the local restaurant? Would you do this on the street in front of your house? And if you mm-hmm. wouldn't, don't do it on the Internet. Yeah. You, you think a tattoo is permanent. Uh, when you hit send, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's, it's out there in cyberspace permanently. Yep. And, and you can at least cover up most tattoos. <laughs> True enough. Paul Rosenzweig, he's a resident senior fellow for national security and cybersecurity at rstreet.org. Paul, pleasure talking with you. Thanks for sharing your expertise with us this evening. Thanks for having me. It was great to be here. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. Have a great evening. 18 after 6 now here on the Bobby Mac Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more here on the Hump Day edition on WORD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. 624. We're in the uh, bonus hour, the fourth and final hour, the Bobby Mack show here on uh, Hump Day uh, in on my text line. And I apologize. The text line has been overwhelmed uh, today, as it usually is. And uh, with guests and uh, callers and such, I've gotten way behind on it. So apologies for that. Uh, Bobby, can't believe anybody is still wearing a mask after the news this week. Ninety six percent of the test results are wrong. 
and you people are still wearing a mask. Actually, uh, you're confusing two different issues. CDC said that uh, 96%, well, let me read you exactly uh, what they said. Oh, I don't have it right here in front of me, but essentially I can tell you what the CDC said, that 96% of the people who uh, uh, were, uh, who died uh, from COVID-19 died with COVID-19, not from it. Uh, the uh, 94% of the people who, uh, who perished uh, had at least two and a half other uh, pre-existing conditions that contributed to their death or, or perhaps caused it. And only 6% uh, were, 6% of the fatalities uh, were uh, those that had COVID-19 only, okay? Uh, 625, here we go. Uh, let's uh, bring in Gary Goodvoice. Uh, Gary? Ladies and gentlemen, there once you. again, Bob McClain presents Amazing, Amazing, True, True Facts. Thank you, Gary. And uh, as always, joined by the Bobettes for ATF, Miss Moneypenny in her hazmat suit in the studio. Yo. And as uh, little Annie along with us as well today. Hello again, dear people. There she is. Uh, yeah, your your new uh, setup sounds good too, um, uh, Annie. Um, we we both uh, have uh, brand new uh, setups. The uh, the high tech versions uh, are now in. It's a lot clearer. Little yeah. delay, but it's better. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, let's go back, back, back in time, shall we? Yes. As we begin uh, the month of September, we do this from time to time. We review the number one songs this week in music history <laughs> uh, for the past four decades. Here we go. Number one this week in music history, 40 years ago. Ten years ago. I can't tell you what it really is. I can only tell you what it feels like. And right now, it's a steel knife in my windpipe. That's alright, because I love the way you lie. I love the way you lie. Hey, anybody here? <laughs> Feeling uh, yes. especially uh, old The only one now. I recognize is 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know I it. knew all of them except for one. I don't know if I would admit that. Uh, 1980, <laughs> Sailing from Christopher Cross. 1990, yeah. If Wishes Came True from Sweet Sensation. 2000, Doesn't Really Matter, Janet Jackson. She yeah. of the, you know, <clears throat> uh, the uh, costume uh, embarrassment. Uh, and from uh, 2010, Love the way you lie. Maybe the only time Eminem featuring Rihanna have ever been heard on the Bobby Mack show. <laughs> no, I think I've used the intro song before. Oh, have you? Okay. <laughs> Maybe once. Well, the newest thing we're running out of because of the pandemic, speaking of sailing and Christopher Cross, is boats. Sales are way up. I, I heard 
uh, story on the local news. You may have heard this too, ladies, that if you went to buy a new boat in the last couple of weeks, delivery was in what, twelve weeks? Mm-hmm. Wow! See, so soon as you, just in time for that big uh, Thanksgiving regatta, you wanted to go to. <laughs> About half of the buyers are new boat owners. So we salute you with the uh, I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good heart. Took a long time to write those lyrics. <laughs> that was Lonely Island and T-Pain. Yeah. Yeah, we're dealing in we're dealing in uh, unexplored territory here. Uh here here speaking of music though, here's here's one you probably will recognize. Bobettes work hard. Bobettes do work hard, no question about it. An annual study found the hardest working states in America this year North Dakota, Alaska, Wyoming. Texas and Nebraska, Cornhusker State. Any of those uh, Democrat uh, runs? Never mind. Well, revealing your go-to snack order at gas stations. (laughs) Any, I guess people, you know, you're desperate, you're hungry. You grab a snack at the gas station. Revealing what yours is is the hot new trend on the previously mentioned and oh-so-secure TikTok website. QT has good donut holes. Speaking of uh, go-to snack orders at gas stations. Hey, guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Okay. And uh, finally this evening, a three-year-old girl at a festival in Taiwan, uh, they were having a kite flying. Mm -hmm. She got caught up in the ropes of a long-tailed kite and was lifted over 100 feet in the air. Listen here. Wow. Wow. Is it Fortune. insensitive of me? The only thing I could think of was Mary Poppins' Let's Go Fly a Kite. <laughs> yeah, probably, because Mary Poppins was older than three, I think. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, the staff on hand was able to bring her down safely after several terrifying seconds in the air. Let's Man. Go fly a kite. Yeah, go fly a kite. <laughs> There you go. There's ATF for today. Thank you, ladies, as always. 6.32, little Annie is ready with her real job next in the News Center. And I'm right back on the other side with the closing half of the bonus hour here on Hump Day. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.
Welcome back. 6.39 now. We're uh, in the last half of the bonus hour on this uh, Wednesday evening and on the text line 71307. Bobby, a favorite college professor of mine, always said an optional helmet law would cause a small but measurable increase in average intelligence. Process incomplete. (laughs) Bobby loved the show. As far as the fix being in, you want to talk about protest. If bumbling Joe Biden gets elected because of fake mail-in ballots, that's when we have to go back to everybody raise your hand. Uh, Bobby, did I hear correctly that Fox resident knucklehead Chris Wallace will be uh, the one tossing softballs to Biden and sending high heaters, brushback pitches across the plate to Donald Trump? You did. Registered Democrat Chris Wallace will be the MC for the uh, the moderator. I beg your pardon. For the uh, first debate, September 29th. Uh, Hey, Bobby, the Candace Owen show sold out faster than a Led Zeppelin concert. You bet. Bobby, I hope the October surprise is a whole cell block full of celebrity deep state players who are financing this violence in our country, being charged with domestic terrorism and their assets taken. Uh, Bobby, I hope they understand no warning shots will be fired if the thugs invade us country folks. Hope they are ready to meet their maker. Uh, Bobby, have other listeners today had trouble with T-Mobile data outage? Present time going back 24 hours. Wow. Don't know, but I'm sure we'll hear. Uh, Bobby, Peter, uh, people better vote in person like their hair depends on it. Haven't heard it expressed that way before, but I'll buy that. Hey, Bob, uh, here's one. Why can hundreds of people pack a big box store, but they can't vote in person with 12 people max allowed in a voting precinct? Hmm? Well, how can uh, hundreds and hundreds of protesters be allowed on the streets? Sans masks. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Oh, and there was another in here, too. Um, yeah, there it is. Uh, Bobby, what is Blexit? I mentioned in relation to uh, Candace Owens uh, coming uh, to the upstate on uh, September 12th at Burnsview Baptist Church, that sh- show that uh, sold out, that appearance that sold out in less than 24 hours. Uh, Candace Owens, along with Larry Elder, uh, Brandon Tatum, who was the co-founder of Blexit, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, and, and others, uh, you remember Brexit? That was the uh, acronym that was given to uh, Great Britain exiting the European Union. They called it Brexit. Well, Blexit, B-L-E-X-I-T, is blacks exiting the Democrat Party. And Candace Owens, along with Brandon Tatum, have been the prime movers in that. Uh, Candace Owens has said, Black America, it's time we stop pretending we've been lied to We've been told that systemic racism and bigotry is holding us back. We've been told that police brutality is killing us off one by one. The reality is we were once a strong community built on love, endurance, and family. All of that has been replaced by government dependence 
and an illogical allegiance to leaders that have rotted our values. It's time we recognize our blessings. We live in the freest, most opportunistic country in the entire world. That's uh, pretty much the uh, pledge of Blexus. Uh, they refer to it, we, the free, and uh, it makes a lot of sense. Now, this is also interesting. I saw this yesterday, and I did not have an opportunity to get to it. But it is encouragement. A coalition of more than 120 black American leaders have co-signed a letter to the national headquarters of Planned Parenthood urging the nation's largest abortion provider to confront the systemic racism of America's abortion practices and to publicly renounce the racist legacy of its founder, Margaret Sanger. This effort demonstrates, I'm quoting him, this effort demonstrates the outrage among the black community that we have been strategically and consistently targeted by the abortion industry ever since the practice was legalized almost 50 years ago, said Human Coalition Action Executive Director Reverend Dean Nelson. Today we are saying emphatically and unequivocally that Planned Parenthood must confront its racist founding, mission, and practices. Too many black lives have been lost to abortion. All black lives matter. Interesting. Um, you know, the left started this stuff, and uh, I personally kind of get a warm glow when it uh, comes back to attack them. Good for them for uh, going after Planned Parenthood. And, and their charges are precisely correct. Quarter before seven here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take a quick break here. Then we'll right, be right back to wrap things up here on Hump Day on WORD. Welcome back. 11 before 7. Want a, a, a direct comparison of the uh, ideology, the philosophy of the right and the left, or the traditional uh, view of America? Uh, compare the, uh, the, the words of Candace Owens that I just shared with you with the uh, words of Pacific University staff psychologist Dr. Shirley Lee hosting a weekly webinar series called Rising from the Margins dedicated to those who have been perceived as inferior or less worthy. Uh, during episode 10, she said, and I quote, every white person in this country is racist because they benefit from the structure of racism. Well, thank you, Professor, or uh, <coughs> your opinion. Uh, to the phones we go, Richard is uh, going to be our last caller for this evening. He is in Greer. Hi, Richard, and welcome to the show. Hey, Bobby. Appreciate you taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, uh, I was catching uh, uh, the, the great one's show yesterday, and Doc Wilson was subbing. 
And he said something, I know you were talking about it earlier, the mail uh, ballots. Right. And um, it was about uh, basically, I think Soros Group, they've got billions of, of ballots ready to go to irregular, uh, well, not irregular, non-regular voters. Correct. In Georgia, North Carolina, and all that. Right. Um, uh, I mean, I think that's something that, I mean, I don't know. I know the states have their own way of doing the voting, and the federal government can't they can have call for guidelines but it's the state's bill and but can somebody in the state can alan wilson go ahead with these states that are doing this uh ballot which is proven go ahead and, and file lawsuits against them for you know but trying to use something that is shown has fraud because uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we would have standing you know the states that are doing it because i don't see how i guess they don't uh, authenticate ballots in Georgia because I don't see how you could send somebody a ballot that, you know, of course, it may not look like one. I don't know. Well, you know? here's here's the way it's been done by the the expert in uh, New Jersey who did the interview with the New York Post that we shared earlier. There are numerous ways that they go about it, uh, ballot harvesting or election fraud. And what they're doing, what uh, Doc was talking about, uh, they they selectively – using the voter rolls, find people who are registered to vote but who have not voted in recent right. years, and, and then they will uh, attempt to use that person's identity uh, to cast a vote ostensibly on their behalf. And th the problem is the ballot itself uh, has no security provisions. Uh, this guy pointed out, the guy in Jersey has been... Uh, involved in in rigging elections for years said you get a ballot you just run it through a copy machine and make as many ballots as you want the problem is the envelope that uh, mail-in ballots or absentee ballots come in they do have a watermark on them so uh, they will steal or otherwise manage to get hold of official ballots that have this envelope steam the envelope open replace the legitimate ballot with the one that they have put together, reseal it and mail it back, and that's very difficult uh, to prove as being right. fraud. But it seems like that you know, with everything uh, that you know, because it's proven that the mail-in ballots are are very effective. Um, and then the one where was it where they did it by a, a cell phone or something like that? That was a farce. And it seems like you know, because I mean, we know that they got six hundred attorneys ready for after the election, whether Trump wins or loses. And and both sides have a, not a battalion, but a division of lawyers who are right. all going to be schooled in election law, who will be looking uh, for these examples of fraud, and, and uh, they, they may be uh, more than they can keep up with. We'll see. Right. But it seems like we, we're going to be proactive and go ahead and start lawsuits. Maybe, maybe it can be here you know, or, or heard quickly by the Supreme Court to say, you know, you know there has to be security. For, uh, there has to be this. There has to be that, you know. Well, and the problem is that we, we while we're talking about a national election, we're not really talk. We're talking about a uh, at, at its conclusion, a result of a national election, which is the result of 50 individual states and the District of Columbia doing doing the voting and then all compile together into the Electoral College. So there really is no national election per se. It's 50 individual states 
uh, all of which can be difficult to keep up with. Sounds like 50 lawsuits need to be put by Alan Wilson right uh, now. <laughs> you bet, at, at the no, very seriously. least. seriously. Yeah. I'm serious. We, they need to be doing this stuff because, I mean, I told my wife two months ago that, hey, you know, Trump should win the electoral college. But he won't because of this, this balloting thing. Well, I, I can I can guarantee you they're well aware of what's coming and are, are planning defenses against it. Thanks, Richard. I appreciate the call. Good to have you here. Thank you for being along today as well. Do it all again tomorrow on the penultimate workday of the week. Have a great hump day evening, and I will see you tomorrow at 3. God bless. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.